Well, greetings all of our family and friends. We want to welcome you to our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. I am your host for today, Apostle Nathaniel Leon. I'm glad to be with you. We're getting ready to go to the word of the Lord in just a moment. But as you're joining in, I want to uh, thank you for being with us. We're praying that God would minister uh, in a mighty way today and that we'd hear from him directly. So there's a lot that we're going to do and a lot we're going to say. We uh, are still uh, uh, enjoying the greatness of what God did and how he moved on the RTA uh, next generation this last week. It was an amazing time. God moved tremendously. So as you're coming in, please be sure to greet us. Let us know where you're joining in from. And we're praying that God would minister directly to each of us as we come on and hear the word of the Lord. God bless you. Sister Gloria Ruiz, welcome to the podcast. We're praying the favor and blessing over you and your household as you're coming in. Uh, Sister Isabel, welcome. Blessings to you. Thank you for being here. We're asking that God's wisdom and mind would be made clear and that we would hear from him in a mighty, mighty way. I'm going to also ask you as you're coming in, as we do each week, to be sure to do that work of the evangelist, to share the podcast, like the podcast. Let somebody know we are on and we're praying that the word of God would go forth uninhibited, unrestricted, and that God would be glorified. So I'm doing the same. If you'd go ahead and hit that share button, hit that like button. You can also hit those that three the three dots there and hit the subscribe and follows to be sure to receive all the alerts of whenever we're on. And we're praying that God would move mightily today and we'd hear from him in a powerful, powerful way. So thank you for joining us. We're asking that the word of the Lord would come forth in a great way and that we would hear from the Lord directly today. So I'm going to go ahead and start with just a, a word of prayer in just a minute. Bless you, Sister Anna Rosa. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. All of you that are joining again, thank you for sharing. We're going to prepare for the word of the Lord. Bless you, Brother Daniel. Bless you, blessings to you and your family. We're praying that God would minister directly to our hearts and that we'd hear from him today and that wisdom and strength would go forth and that he would get glory in everything we do. Blessing Pastora Lorraine, so good, to, so good to see you. Welcome to the podcast. I believe in God's blessing and favor over you. A marked generation, Pastor George Aguirre, the Lord blessed you. Marked generation, the Lord minister and multiply what God is doing in, in the work of your life. Sister Eunice, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're going to start with just a word of prayer. And wherever you're joining from, I'm going to ask that God would minister directly to you. Uh, let us know the region you're watching from so we can keep that territory in our prayers. Bless you, Sister Karina. So let's get straight to prayer. Heavenly Father, we invite your presence into this podcast. We pray that the grace of your spirit would settle upon every hearer today, that hearts would be opened, that minds would be renewed, that bodies would be healed, that the work of the spirit would go forth. I ask you now to do what only you can do, to heal, to deliver, to save and to set free by the working of your mighty power. Open up ears to hear and hearts to discern the word of the Lord. I ask you now for grace to come upon this podcast that as we hear from you today, give us understanding, give us revelation, give us grace and open up the grace of your spirit to do the impossible. I ask you to increase that I would decrease and that we would hear from you and be changed according to the working of your mighty power. We ask this now in Jesus mighty name. If you agree, somebody say amen and amen. Bless you, Sister Monica. Welcome. Sister Lena, welcome from Victorville. Karina watching from San Diego. The Lord bless you wherever you're watching from. We pray grace and peace over you. 
We're going to our key verse for uh, this podcast, and that is found out of the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 21. The book of Romans chapter 8, verse 21. Here's what the scripture says. Bless your sister Sandra. Because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the sons and God, daughters of God. I must reiterate to you that God is intending to deliver creation out of wrong leadership. And again, God must build us and grow us as men and women of God for stewardship over the earth realm. That the Hollywood industry, the music industry, uh, the education sphere, the governmental sphere, the, the, the arts and entertainment sports, that the church mountain would be impacted and infiltrated by men and women who know the heart and the nature of God. God wants us to see the blessing of God over our hearts and our lives. Bless you. Uh, Reggie, so good to see you. Welcome. But again, creation itself must be delivered. We're going to the book of Luke chapter number four. And who are we delivering creation from? Luke chapter four and verse number six tells us of a communication that Satan is having with Jesus. Jesus is in a tempting or a proving process. He's now led of the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And one of the communications says uh, here, he says, if you'll worship me, I'll give you influence. I'll give you blessing. I'll give you what would seem like blessing. I'll give you uh, all authority. Here is, what, uh, here is what Luke 4 verse 6 says. The devil said to him, all power I will give to thee, and that word there is the word authority. And he said, all authority I'll give to you, and the glory of them, for that is delivered, for that is delivered to me, and whoever I will, I give it. I'm gonna repeat it again. He said, and the devil said, All this power I will give to you. I'm gonna give you this authority if you'll just worship me. You don't have to go to the cross. You don't have to go through blessing. All watching from Durban, Brother Reggie, welcome from Durban, South Africa. Sister Margaret, welcome to the podcast. He said, I'm going to give you this authority. It was delivered to me. It was transferred to me. You see, when Adam fell, he transferred earthly authority because God left Adam as the king, as the ruler of the earth. God made Adam to rule the earth realm the way God ruled the heavenly realm. This is what uh, we see in the book of Genesis. Go there, Genesis chapter three. Genesis chapter three and uh, verse number eight. Actually go to, down to verse seven. Genesis three, seven says, and the eyes of them were both open. Verse six says, actually go back to six. The woman, uh, the woman saw the tree was good for food, a tree desireful for wisdom. It just wasn't a beautiful tree. The trees in the garden were information trees, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of revelation of life. These were trees that gave wisdom and the thing to be pursued in the spirit is wisdom. So she saw this tree, that it was a tree of wisdom, a, a tree desired to release wisdom. So the enemy wants earthly carnal wisdom and God says we're to pursue heavenly wisdom. James says there's two kinds of wisdom. 
the earthly wisdom that is sensual, that's devilish, that's of the earth, then there's a, there's a wisdom that's from above, that's heavenly, that's peaceable. So this wisdom produces power. Wisdom is the, the treasure of heaven. Wisdom is the, the wealth of heaven. When God releases wisdom in the earth, when God releases wisdom, he is trying to release uh, inheritance, glory, and power. So she sees this tree, this tree of revelation, this tree of understanding, this tree of, of insight. She took the fruit, ate, and gave to her husband, and they ate. Verse 7 says, immediately their earthly eyes were open. Their earthly understanding was open, but their spiritual eyes closed. Again, we're talking about when did this transfer of authority happen? It happened when the leader, the head, the the, the man that God left that was in charge of the earth realm uh, took this information and now there's a corruption in the mind and he took the word of Satan over the word of God. And now there's a transfer of earthly authority. The word power, there is the word exousia. He said, the eyes of them were both open. Verse 7, they knew they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made for themselves acorns. Verse 8 says, they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and him, his wife hid himself from the presence of the Lord. Verse 9 says, the Lord called to Adam. And said, Adam, where art thou? So now there's a relocation. Adam was the head. Adam was over the earth. Adam was ruling the earth. Now he's no longer in position. Wrong information, wrong revelation, wrong wisdom has now caused him to descend what he should be ascending over. I want to tell you, we're not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You see, in the Old Testament, in Genesis, God put man in a garden, and there was two trees in the garden. In the New Testament, it tells us we are the garden of God. We are now the bride. The bride is the garden. The gardening is in us. And there are different kinds of soil. The the side of the road soil, the hard soil, the soil with stones in it and rocks in it, the soil with weeds in it, and then the good soil that produces 30, 60, and 100 fold. You are that soil. And in the garden, in your garden are two trees. In me is two trees. There's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. I can eat the tree of life, which is Jesus. Jesus is the tree of life. But my natural mind, my corner mind is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The Bible says, he said, Adam, where art thou? Verse 10, I heard your voice and I was afraid. Uh, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. Verse 11 And God responded again, I heard the voice and now instead of being bold and confident because at God's voice, at God's presence, he was afraid. He was ashamed. Shame is desire to drive you out of the presence of God. What sin does is stain the conscious so that we're not confident and bold. We are now fearful and the voice comes and he was now afraid because he was ashamed, naked. Verse 11 says, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten of the wrong tree? You were not meant to be afraid. So back to Luke chapter four, Jesus is now uh, going through temptation process. He's taking the keys of the kingdom and the devil says, I've got this authority. There's been a transfer and I can give it to who I will. 
the devil said, all power is given to me and the glory of them that is delivered to me and I can give it to who I will. First Kings chapter 18, we're going to turn there. First Kings chapter 18 verse 19 speaks of a time in the, in the history of Israel like we're in now. A time where there had been no rain for three and a half years. Jezebel is now uh, mating, made a table and is now leading the nation vicariously through, through Ahab. Jezebel is pulling the strings and there are those in high places who are of the spirit of Jezebel. The prophets of Baal have now been loose to begin to operate with, uh, with authority in the earth. The, the altars of Jehovah have been torn down and the altars of Baal have been erected. Here is what first Kings eighteen nineteen says. Now, therefore gather together Israel on Mount Carno, the prophets of Baal, 450 and the, and the prophets of the girls, 400, that eat at Jezebel's table. Now, there are two distinctions of this time. Baal, which means, Baal means a lord or a type of owner. The devil wants to own what God says is his. The earth is the Lord's. Matthew, uh, uh, Psalms 24 verse 1 says, the earth is is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, and they that dwell in the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell in. So all of these things belong to God. But there's another spirit that wants to take ownership, wants to take dominion over America, over California, over South Africa, over London, over Pakistan. The enemy wants to infiltrate and raise up Baal. Now, Baal is operating through the prophets of Baal and the prophets of the grove, and Jezebel is in a leadership role in the nation. She is, she is leading. Now, the word Jezebel, Baal means owner or Lord or a type of Lord, and the word Jezebel means Baal has lifted. I want to encourage you that, that the enemy wants to promote us before our time. The enemy is looking to hold us and to restrict. But I declare that the true Elijahs are about to rise and take the nation back from the influence of Jezebel the altars of Baal and the prophets of Baal. I declare that God is going to raise up an altar that God is going to answer by fire. Go back to Romans 8:21. So creation must be delivered. Everything created, the earth, the sun, the moon, the stars must be delivered. Everything we see must come under the influence of the sons and daughters of God. Read this again. The creature itself is going to be delivered. Everything created must be delivered from wrong authority, wrong leadership, wrong governing powers, because when there is bondage in a region, a territory, it is because of corruption. Again, corruption is not just perversion, decay, moral, lack of moral, uh, moral clarity. It is perversion. It is, it is wickedness, but it is wickedness in authority. Wickedness in Azusa, in Exusia, places of authority, places of decision making. When uh, when wickedness and perversion starts to make laws that are against the Bible, when governors and and heads of companies and people in authority are governing outside of the will of God, they are operating in the spirit of Baal and Jezebel. God didn't raise them up. God, God didn't raise that man, didn't raise Jezebel up. Jezebel was in position because Baal had exalted Jezebel. And the job of Elijah was to withstand Jezebel. 
and to declare the God who answers by fire, let him be God. The creature itself, creation, will be delivered from the slavery of corrupted leadership, corrupted governments and corrupted presidents, corrupted prime ministers, corrupted heads of state, corrupted business owners, corrupted church leadership, whoever they are, wherever there are any kind of corruption in power that is not of God is resisting the, the purposes of God. And what is God's solution? Something called glory. We're going to look at that word there. It is the word doxa. Bless you, Stephanie. Welcome. It is the word doxa. Bless you, Sister Yolanda. Welcome. The word doxa means the opinion, the decision, the will, the judgment, the mind of God, the will of God. See, God wants healing in America. God wants deliverance in South Africa. God wants breakout in the UK, London. God wants to release restoration in Pakistan and India and Indonesia. God's decision is that none should perish, that all should come to life. Then why are they perishing? Because his kingdom must come and his will will be done. See, the, the governing authority of the king, he limits to his kingdom. A king's will and agenda is, is limited to his kingdom. This is why we're not to pray the king come, because the king lives in us. We're to pray the kingdom come. Matthew 6 says, our father who art in heaven. Matthew 6, 8 and beyond, 8 and 9 says, our father who art in heaven, but be not them. Uh, he knows the things you have before you ask. Verse 9 says, After this manner pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Worship is the central focus of your communion with God. He is not my Father, He's our Father. He is in heaven. Heaven is in perfect order. There is no sickness in heaven, no disease in heaven, no poverty in heaven, no, 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 no lack in heaven. There is no depression in heaven. There is no graveyard in heaven. Heaven is in perfect order because heaven is filled with the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord is the opinion of God. It is the judgment or the decisions of God. It is the verdicts of God in an atmosphere in, uh, on people or on things. It's God filling a man, a, a, an, a territory, a region, an atmosphere or things. The glory was on the ark. The glory was on the staff. The glory was on the, the staff of Moses. The glory was on uh, the sword of Gideon. It got on things. The glory got on the, the garments of Paul. That when Paul was preaching, his handkerchief were taken and aprons and they were healed because glory can get on things. It can get on people. It is the decision of God. Verse, uh, we pray our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Verse 10, thy kingdom come. Bless you, Pastor Medi. Welcome to the podcast. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. I'm going to say that again. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. In earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to repeat that again. 10 and 11. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Uh, th thy will be done in earth as as it is in heaven, God is calling you and I to pray that his kingdom come to the earth like it is in heaven. He wants the earth to look like heaven. And we have a mandate to occupy, to pray, to stand, to prophesy, to lift up words, to be those who carry the glories. I want to prophesy that there are New Testament arcs of the covenant, glory carriers coming, men and women who are full of the mind of God. Romans 8.21 says, what is the only thing that can deal with the spirit of slavery? 
What is a spirit of slavery? Bondage. A spirit of slavery is bondage. It's where one man wants to rule over another man. That is the spirit of antichrist. You see, we have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the, the birds of the air over, over creeping things, the cattle, the beast of the field, the sky, the earth, the moon, the waters, but not over other men. And the antichrist spirit wants to make men subject to other men. Yes, there are leaders. Yes, there are men and women of God who, who are called to be leaders, but we're not meant to, to bring people into slavery. This spirit of slavery that was in Egypt, the spirit of slavery that was in Babylon is nothing new. The spirit of subjection and bringing men under dominion of an antichrist spirit. And that's what this force wants to do in the last day, bondage through corrupted leadership. But Romans 8.21 says there's something called glory. Romans 8, 21 says, what is the answer? I'm going to say glory produces liberty. Glory produces freedom. Glory produces healing. Glory produces restoration. Glory produces salvation. Glory produces revelation. Glory produces provision everywhere you need it. Whatever you're missing, it's in the glory. You need healing, it's in the glory. You need deliverance, it's in the glory. You need financial stability, it's in the glory. You need your house to be healed, it's in the glory. You need your family to be put back together, it is in the glory. Glory produces liberty. I'm going to say that again. The glory, it is the word doxa, where we get the word orthodox, which means order or arrangement. There's an arrangement, there's an order that God wants to release, an arrangement concerning the will of God. The glory will produce the freedom. It will produce mental freedom, emotional freedom, heart freedom, mind freedom. Spiritual freedom is coming to generations. God wants freedom in America, freedom in South Africa, freedom in, in, in Ethiopia, freedom in, in, in Egypt, freedom. God wants to bring freedom to London. God wants to bring healing and wholeness to generation. This spirit of bondage, this spirit of slavery, this spirit of captivity, the earth is tired of this spirit. Wherever you go around the world you'll find one thing in common we are tired with slavery we are tired with the spirit of slavery we are tired of the spirit of bondage we are tired of the spirit of oppression we are tired of the spirit of the antichrist trying to oppress us trying to keep us bound there is a spirit of the pharaoh who doesn't want to let the people of god go but there are moses is about to rise bless you sister barbara there are men and women about to arise like joshua who will stand up and tell the pharaoh let my people go so they may worship me God is looking to release his people from this spirit, from this power, from these forces of demonic oppression, from these forces of demonic evil legislative laws that are not of God, that are against the word of God, the laws that are being made, the legislation that is against the nature of God, the nature of marriage, the nature that would protect our children. They are preying on us. They are seeking to steal and kill and to destroy. Now, what do we do? What can we do? We don't have the money. We don't have the, the military. We don't have the influence. We don't have the cameras. But you have one thing the world, the world doesn't have. You got God on the inside of you. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You've got a God who never sleeps or slumbers. You've got the kingdom on the inside. And there's power in the kingdom. There's provision in the kingdom. You've got rivers of living water that want to come out of you to heal the sick and raise the dead 
You've got a kingdom assignment to go into all the world and preach the good news of Jesus to every creature. Not only the good news of Jesus, yes, but the good news of the kingdom. See, until the message of the kingdom is preached, the end cannot come. Now, we preach the gospel, which we must, which is the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the ascension. I'm going to say that again. We must preach the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus, the ascended life, the life from heaven to earth, not from earth to heaven, the life to look into things from the earthly realm, to, to the, from the spiritual realm to the earth. We don't live from earth to heaven. We live from heaven to earth. You're seated in heavenly places at the right hand of the magic. You're seated in Christ Jesus, and Jesus is at the right hand of the majesty on high. You're in him. You're not just with him. Ephesians says you're in him. Ephesians 2 verse 5 and 6. When he rose up, he brought you with him. Far above principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness. And when we were dead in sin, he quickened us with Christ by grace. I've been quickened. You've been raised. The word quickened means raised. It means made alive. Verse six says, not only and hath raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. You're not just with him, though we are. We're in him. He's in the seat of authority and you are in that seat. He's in the seat of power and you're in that seat of power. He's in that seat of authority and you've been invited. You're seated in heavenly places in him. Here's what Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 says. He's knocking at the door. The Greek word for door is the word portal, which is the word thura. Thura means portal, gateway between dimensions. So he is the door there. John 10, 9 says, I am the door. He said, he's the door to that world, but we're the door to this world. This is how this works. There are two doors. I am the door, Thura. By me, if anyone enter in, he can be saved and go in and out and find pastor. The only way to the spirit dimension is Jesus. Not Buddha, not Muhammad, not meditation, not Scientology, not, not, not magic, not hoodoo, not voodoo, not witchcraft. Everyone who goes into the spirit any other way is a thief and a robber. There's no other name among men where we can be saved. The only way to the Father is through the door, and that is Christ. I'm going to say that again. He's the only way there, but yet he needs to come here. See, he's there and we're here. In that, in heaven, we're in him. On earth, he's in us. We abide in him and he abides in us. There, we're in him. Here, he's in us. So he's the door there to the spirit, but we're the door to the earth. So Revelation 3.20 says, he now stands at your door. He's the door to get there. We're the door to get here. Behold, I stand at your door and I knock at the door. If any man hear the voice and open the portal, I will come in. See, he wants to come into this realm. He needs authority. See, every spirit that doesn't have a body is illegal. This is why Jesus said that it was said of the Lord. He said, a silver uh, burnt offering and sacrifice, I don't want, but a body you prepared for me. God needs a body. He needs hands. He needs feet. He needs a mouth. Every spirit that doesn't have a body is illegal on the planet. Only spirits with body have legal authority in the earth realm. According to Genesis 1, 26, he gave man dominion. The word man is spirit with bodies spirits with bodies man is spirits with bodies so now God stands at our door knocking 
What is a knock? It's a sound that precedes entrance. There is a sound that is trying to precede his entrance into your life and into my life. But we've got to answer the knock. How is he knocking with his voice? He's calling you. He's petitioning you. He's leading you to deeper dimensions. Uh, the Bible says that, that, the, that the, the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in, in Exodus chapter 3. And the Bible says that he appeared in a flame of fire. And he was in a bush that was burning and not consumed. And the Bible says that, that Moses turned aside to see. He focused, he shifted his attention. You're in a turning aside season, man of God. You're in a turning aside season, woman of God. There's something in the spirit happening right now. You can't explain it. You don't know how to describe it, but something's happening right now. And the response of Moses was turn aside. And the Bible says when God saw, go there, if you would, Exodus. See, God is knocking. And that knocking, Exodus chapter 3, requires a response. There are deliverers about to rise up. Exodus 3 verse 2 tells us, Exodus 3, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Moses in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked and beheld the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. Verse 3, so Moses said, I will turn aside. I want you to hear me in the Holy Ghost. Those that have ears to hear, it's time to turn aside. It's time to put this distraction away. It's time to put your eyes back on it. He turned aside. He, he shifted his vision. He shifted his focus. There was, I declare there's something happening in the spirit right now. And the Holy Ghost is saying, turn aside. Hear what I'm saying to you. Put away your plate. Put away, put away the distraction. Put away what you normally do. Your normally scheduled program of how you go about your day-to-day -day life. I'm talking to deliverers. I'm talking to leaders. I'm talking to preachers. I'm talking to business owners. I'm talking to men and women who know how to hear the word of God. There's something burning. And now Moses said, I'm going to turn aside to see why the bush is not burnt. Are you listening? And look at verse 4. And when God saw that he turned aside, then God spoke. Are you hearing? So there was a, a, a happening in the spirit. The angel is in position. The fire of God is burning in a bush and it's not being consumed. So something's happening in the spirit. Now Moses gives the angel and the visitation his full attention. He cuts out the distraction. He cuts out the voice. He turns off the TV in the night. He turns off his regular shows. He turns off all the sports. I know it's football season in America and I know people lose their mind and I know they, they consume hours and hours of television but the Lord is saying put that thing aside son. Put, put your normal shows aside. Put your normal comedies and your normal movies aside. They may not be sin, but they are distraction. He said, lay aside the weight and the care and the sin and put your eye on him. And when God saw that he turned aside, he called to him out of the midst of the bush. And Moses said, I am here. There's now a visitation that is coming as he puts his focus back on him. Now he begins to see revelation three verse 20. God is knocking. He's knocking with his voice. He's knocking with his voice. I stand at the door of dimensions. I stand at the gateway of eternity. I stand in the, in the gap between earth and heaven, waiting to come in. Who is the king of glory? He is the one that stands at the door and knocks. You see, you read uh, um, uh, Psalms 24, verse 7. Here is what it says. Because you are the door here. He stands at the door. If you open the door, I will come in. If you open the door, I will come in. 
Lift your head, O ye gates. Be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. You're a gateway. You're a door between dimensions. See, he's the door there. You're the door here. As long as you've got a body, you're a gateway from that world to this world. God needs hands. He needs feet. You're called the body of Christ. The hands of Christ, the body, God needs a vessel. Every spirit needs a vessel. The Holy Ghost look for somewhere to land and there wasn't nowhere to land for 40 days, for 120 days. The Holy Ghost landed on Jesus, the body, and now the word and the spirit made a declaration. The Bible says, Revelation 3:20. behold, I stood at the door. I knocked and if any man heard the voice, I came in and supped with him. But go back to Psalms 24 and verse number 7. The Bible says, uh, Psalms 24, you lift your head. You open your gate. When your attention is back on heaven. See, when you lift your head, you put your eyes back on heaven. Set your affection on what's above. On the spiritual things. Back to the Bible. I said back to the, the Bible is not boring. The Bible is the book that will lead you to the mysteries of the universe that will unlock the secrets that will make devils tremble and angels snap to attention. The Bible carries the, the mysteries and the hidden things that when you learn these mysteries, demons will flee you the way they flee Jesus. Devils will run from your voice the way it ran from the voice of God. Powers will, will cry out. Demons will tremble. Angels will move. Heaven will invade. Hell will begin to evacuate your family and your children. Why? Because the entrance of his word brings light. And yet we have the word and don't read it. Bless you, Brother Richard. Welcome. God wants you to realize that if you lift your head and put your focus back on him and we turn back to the Lord, our gates open and our doors open and the king of glory comes in. Where is the father in heaven? Where is Jesus in heaven at the right hand of the majesty on high? He's there at the right hand of God's glory. Where, where do we need him? We need him here. He needs to come in to this world. There's worlds at work. Verse 8 says, 24 verse 8 says, Who is the King of glory? He is the Lord strong and mighty and the Lord mighty in battle. So this is a description of Jesus that's coming to whoop the devil's tail, if I can put it that way. He's coming to defeat the enemy that is trying to battle your mind and battle your children and battle your house and battle your relationship. He's trying to destroy your home and destroy your children and you're trying to fight the enemy in your own power and you can't. But when you lift your head and you go into your worship and you go into your prayers, your, door, your eyes go back toward him from with comes your help. You put your eyes on the heels. You stand still and see the salvation of the Lord and you open the gateway of your heart and the kingdom comes. Where's the kingdom within you? Where's the glory within you? Where's Christ in you? And you put your eyes on him. Now you open your door and you stir what's on the inside. Revelation 3 verse 20 says he stands at your door and he knocks. If you hear the voice, he will come in. There it is. He'll come into your situation. God wants his world to collide with your world. God wants the kingdom world to collide with your family. God wants the kingdom to merge. And when the glory hits your family, devils have to flee. And demons come and your children run back to the altar. This is how this thing works. Bless you, Prophet Lauren. The Lord wants you to realize that you've been called and appointed as heads and not tails above. But we've got to learn the secret. It's not my power. 
I don't have power of myself, but I can open a door and I can let the king of glory in. And when he came in, comes in, devils flee. When he comes in, demons bow. When he comes in, heaven invades the earth. When he comes in, dead things are raised and blinded eyes are open and, and hearts are mended. When he comes, oh, his presence makes the earth begin to tremble. His presence makes mountains welt like, max, his, like, like wax. His presence shakes the earth. I will come in and sup, which means commune now. Now you're breaking bread with him. Now you're communing with him and he's speaking to you and you're repeating to him what he said to you. You're communing with him and now what's on him is getting on you. But what was battling you goes on him and he deals with that issue. He deals with that war. He deals with that power. He deals with that lie. He deals with that. Now, verse 21, he says, here's what you do. When you let me in and I commune with you and I have fellowship, now you can overcome that thing. To him that overcomes, now overcoming power is loosed. You see, you were being overwhelmed until you let him in. I was being overwhelmed till I put my eyes back on him. What good is worship and praise when I'm surrounded, when bills are coming in, when attacks are coming, when issues are arising in my family, in my children, in the people I care about. I lift my eyes to the hills and I open up the gateway of my heart and the king of glory comes in. Who is the king of glory? He is the Lord strong and mighty. He is the Lord mighty in battle. He is the God of power. He didn't come to ask questions. He didn't come to talk. He came to bring dominion. He came to make every knee bow and every tongue confess. He come to bring the, the victory, but I've got to allow him to come in. I've got to put my eyes. Now he releases overcoming authority, overcoming ability, overcoming power. He releases overcoming force. He that overcomes, and that is the word Nikeo, more than conquerors, beyond conquerors, overcomers that I grant to sit with me in my thought. Are you listening to this? That if you overcome what you're going through by the power of the Holy Ghost, he'll invite you to sit with him in his throne. I'm going to say this again slowly so we can understand this. God is not inviting me to a throne. God is inviting me to his throne. This may be hard for you to fathom, may be hard for you to realize that all of your pain and all of your trial, if you will overcome it, and how did he overcome? Through worship, through putting your eyes on Jesus, through lifting your eyes and letting him come in. And now internally and mentally, you see it as already done and now you trust God and now you get slavery out of you and fear out of us and worry out of us. Now God invites you to his throne. Now this isn't a mini throne. What is a throne? It's a seat of authority. It's a seat of dominion. It's a seat of power. It's a seat of exousia, which is authority, but also a seat of dunamis, which is ability. And God said, I'm inviting you to this throne. Oh, verse 21, to him that overcomes, I will allow to sit with me in my throne. Thronos in the Greek, chair of authority, assigned to kings, metaphorically for kings and rulers and judges. God saying, you potentate sit in this place. Well, I understand Jesus can sit there, but can I? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. He used Peter. He used James. He used John. He used Smith Wigglesworth. He used Catherine Kuhlman. He used Amy Simple McPherson. He wants to use you. He said, anybody, come unto me. Anyone hear my voice 
and I will use them for my glory. He that overcomes, I will see, they will sit with me in my throne. The Bible says, even also as I overcame, so the way he overcame, you overcome. That I overcame and now I am sat down with my father in his throne. So this is not a throne, this is the big throne. This is not a seat, this is the big seat. Are you hearing me? God is inviting you to the throne of the universe, of the the seat above the circle of the earth, that from that seat, his line goes throughout all creation. Every knee bows, every tongue confesses. Now there's another level of power that all power is given unto you in heaven and earth through Christ Jesus. And anything you bind on the earth will be bound in heaven. Anything you loose in the earth will be loosed in heaven. I'm giving you power, which is, uh, which is a, a ability, but I'm giving you authority. I'm, you're taking it back from the serpent, from the liar, from the power, from the forces that are in the earth realm. When you understand your purpose, your plan, the provision of God for you, power and authority. That's right. Dominion, the ability to, to walk as he walked and talk like he talked. And the things he did according to John 14, 12, the thing that he did, I will do in greater because he's gone to the Father. And anything I ask in his name, he will do it, that the Father would be glorified in the Son. He wants you to do what he did in greater. Put that up, John 14, 12, the thing that he did and greater. The th what did he do? He healed the sick. What did he do? He raised the dead. What did he do? He cast out devils. What did he do? He fed thousands with one meal. What did he do? He quiet the storm. What did he do? He grew arms back and eye sockets back. He healed them all, not some all. And he said, verily, verily, I say to you, this is in red. This is Jesus speaking to you, to me. And I understand it doesn't feel like we feel, we don't feel like we've got power. We don't feel like we're worthy. But God said, my word made you worthy. My blood made you worthy. Surely, surely, verily, verily means exclamation point. Pay attention. This is a point in fact that must come to pass. Surely, surely, I say, he that believes on me, not just in me, on. You've got to build on him. You've got to live on him. You've got to walk on him. You've got to talk. You've got to build your life on him. The works that I do, the power that I operate in, shall you do also. What he does, you will do. But not only those kind of works. How do I work the works of God? Believe in him who God sent. And greater works than these shall you do because I go. God said you're going to do greater than he did, yes. More than he did, yes. This is the power that when one passes a mantle, it increases in fervency, in effectiveness. It wasn't out of order for Elisha to ask for double the portion of Elijah because one who serves will be greater than one they serve. And when they pass that mantle, it'll have double the power, double the miracle. So Elisha said to Elijah, I want double what's on you. And he said, you asked a hard thing, but if you see me when I ascend, you'll have exactly what you had. So he had to tie himself to Elijah. Where you go, I go. Where you go, I go. As the Lord God lives, I will not leave you. So that when Elijah ascended, Elisha saw him in a new way. And a new mantle came, or a mantle that was on Elijah came. That same mantle fell, but there was fresh oil on the mantle for double the miracles, double the signs, double the wisdom, double the revelation, double the authority, double the grace, double the fervency, double the effectiveness, double the wisdom, double the, the favor of God. God said, when I pass a mantle, I don't pass it the same way. I pass it with double and triple. So Jesus said, what I do, you will do in greater. 
Here is what Romans 8 verse 21 tells us. The creature shall be delivered. Remember the creature, the creation has a self. Everything has a being. The plants and the moon and the stars, the houses, it's all made up of matter. Matter, science calls it matter. The Bible calls it the substance of all things, which is the word. Hebrews 11.3 says, through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds, Hebrews 11.3, the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the thing what you see was not made by that which appears. Through faith we understand the world. There's more than one world that works. There's a visible world. There's an invisible world. There's an earthly. There's a heavenly. There's a realm that can be seen. So the things which you see were not made from what can be seen, what appears. So the world you see came from the world you cannot see. The visible came from the invisible. So that's how Jesus had power over everything he saw. Because he went to the world you can't see. He went to the spirit first. We go to the natural first. We try to fix it naturally. We try to get another job. We try to get counseling. We try to get all the natural answers. And it's nothing wrong with counseling or working hard. But the spirit, the, the, the answer is not natural. The answer is spiritual. Not going to come by power. Not going to come by might. But it will come by his spirit, says the Lord. The worlds were framed by the word. Hebrews 1 verse 3, put it up there. We understand that everything seen is sustained by the word of his power. Who being the brightness of glory, Christ is the brightness of glory and he lives in us. And he's buried under fear. He's buried under worry. He's buried under false identity. He's buried under insecurity. Christ in you and I, the hope of glory. The brightness of glory, which is the fullness. The express image of his person, which is the character. It is the word character. The nature of God that unlocks the ability of God. God's ability unlocks his nature. Or God's nature unlocks his ability. When I take on the nature of God, I can be trusted with the power of God. Not just discipline, though I must be disciplined. Not just self-control, though I must be self-controlled. I must take on the nature to where I don't want what I used to want. See, discipline fails eventually. And if God gives real power to men who are just disciplined, yes, you must be disciplined. God won't give it to you without discipline. But God must take you from discipline to something called, Peter says, called the divine nature. To where you no longer want the thing you used to want. Now you want what God wants. Now your heart has changed. You're not disciplining yourself not to sin. You don't want sin no more. You're not disciplining yourself not to fall. You don't have a thirst for anything but God. Your heart and your mind and your soul are moving from discipline, which we must have, to the nature of God. Who being the brightness of glory and the expressed character of the person of God. It is the flaming sword on the east of the garden that guards the tree of life. The fire, the word, which is sword, and the fire that purifies. You've got to go through the fire because God will never allow glory to come to unregenerated man. It'll destroy. God will never allow power, that kind of real power, to come in perverted people because if God gives power to perversion, it'll produce more corruption. So we've got to die to self. Jesus being the brightness of glory, the character of the person of God, and he upholds everything, all things, the sun, the moon, the star, the earth, your heartbeat, your intellect, your ability to reason. He, he upholds your breath. He upholds 
the world. He upholds the sun. He upholds the earth rotating around the sun. He upholds the plants and the water. He upholds economies and systems. He holds matter in being. Without God's word, we would float off. What do you think What do you think holds us to the world? Gravity? No, God's word. If God's word wasn't here, we would float off. There's a word in the, in the Bible says through his word and wisdom, he founded the earth. And that's what keeps us on the planet. The word is bigger than devils. The word is bigger than governments. The word is bigger than witches and warcraft. The word is bigger. And everything is upheld by the word. And where is the word in your mouth? Romans 10 verse 8, where is the word in your mouth, in your heart? And we don't know what we have. But what saith the word that holds the worlds? The word that framed the worlds, the word that sustains the sun and moon. Where does the fire come to keep our star, our sun shining and lighting the universe that we live in? Because there's multiple universes and multiple stars. The word, the word, what keeps matter in order, the word, what keeps our systems in alignment, the word, the word does. But what does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. Where's the word? In my mouth and it's in my heart. But I don't know the word. I don't understand the word. And we're being destroyed for a lack of knowledge. We don't know what we have. We don't know how to use it. And because there's a lack of knowledge, we die and we live like the world. We live in the same systems of economic structures. We, we, we operate in the same way of health as the world, and it should not be so. You've been freed from the bondage of the elements of this age into glorious liberty of God's sons and daughters. What is glory? It is the nature and the substance and the essence of God. He is not, he, he doesn't heal, he is healing. His name is Jehovah Rapha. Healing is not what he does, it's who he is. He is Jehovah Jireh. Provision is not what he does, though he does it, it's who he is. Jehovah Shalom, peace is not what he does, it's his person, it's his being. And when glory manifests, it is its substance taking form on a place, in a, in a place, on a people, on an object. It's God's glory manifesting. So you read Rome, it says that all things, the word is near you, the word is near you. It's in your mouth, it's in your heart already there. That word that we're preaching, it's in you. I'm not preaching to put the word in you. Let me help you. I'm not trying to get the word in you. I'm not speaking words to get it in you. I'm trying to pull the word out of you because the word is near you. The river is in you. I'm not putting the river. I'm trying to pull the river. I'm trying to let my deep call to your deep. I'm trying to let my iron sharpen your iron. I'm calling what made you the word. What's making you breathe the word. What's making you think the word. What's keeping your mind in, in, in right peace the word. Why is your heart beating the word? Why are you breathing the word? You are the word. God spoke you through the womb of your mother. You are word. And your word must become one with his word. So that we can operate in the glory and the power and we can show the glory of God. See, see, the earth is getting darker. Romans 8, 21, everything created shall be delivered from bondage, slavery, 
through corruption in government, corruption in churches, corruption in business, corruption in education, corruption in media, corruption in, in arts, entertainment, and sports, corruption in families. God said, I'm going to deliver creation from slavery through corrupted leadership. And I'm bringing down some, and I'm raising some up. I'm, uh, uh, Daniel says, I bring down kings, and I raise up kings. I do it by giving wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who love understanding. That's Daniel 2.21. I raise up kings, and I remove kings, says the Lord. And I do it by giving wisdom to Daniels of their time, and Esthers of their time, and Joshua's of their time. And the Bible says there will be something called doxa order but also doxology worship the worship is going to release the true order the true arrangement of what the church should look like the kingdom should look like your house should look like the king god wants to show it to you he wants to man this glory will produce freedom oh no political party has it i'm sorry i'm not for demons i'm not i'm not for those who are pushing demonic agendas so I'll work with those who are not, but uh, no party has this thing. Democrats, Republicans, bipartisan, they don't have the answers. You know who has the answer? The king of glory, the God of heaven, the God of the universe. This glory will produce freedom, liberty through the children of God. If there are no children of God already, there are no sons ready. I'm out of time, but here is what Genesis chapter 2, verse number 5 says, Genesis 2, verse 5, and every plant was in the field, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord had not caused it to rain because there was no man, steward, overseer so imagine the the plants are in the field the herbs are in the field and God's holding back the rain because there's no leader there's no steward there's no overseer in position so God is holding the rain because there are wrong overseers in the earth you know one th one thing in traveling to South Africa in traveling to Europe and different nations of the world, you find there's corruption everywhere. Government corruption is everywhere. The same problem, demonic people, demons leading governments that are producing bondage and slavery. And they want to oppress and they hate the church. They hate the Bible. Any other religions finds, but not God. And here is the solution to that. God's men. God's sons mature, develop, free, grown. God wants to take what's in the hand of, of the demonic and put it in the hands of the righteous. Take it from the hands of the wicked and into the hand of the righteous. But I will remind you, even in the story of Saul, Saul stayed in position until David was ready. I'm done. I'm going to pray for you. I'll say that again. Saul stayed in into position for 15 to 20 years 15 years they say with a with an office that he's no longer anointed for because David had not finished developing
You're listening. You're listening. What do we do? Wars, rumors of wars, famines. Let him finish what he started in us. Let him deal with our attitude. Let the good work he started be finished. Let him complete what he started. Let him heal the areas of our nature, our identity. Ask him, God, like David said, show me me. Search my heart. See if there's any way in me that's not of you. Don't take your spirit from me. Renew a right spirit within me. You say, not me, I'm, I'm a Holy Ghost. No, 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 no. You need to pray. I need to pray. Lord, search me. Because I don't even know what's going on in there. Some people are oblivious to the offense and the wounds they're in. Completely oblivious. And they have no clue why they're not going anywhere. Why they're not advancing. It's not because God doesn't love them. And there is waiting that happens in God. But there's a difference between waiting well and processing and developing and growing in God and resisting your maker. There are those that are resisting the maker and won't let the Holy Ghost deal with these areas that require you to repent, require you. To, if it's hard for you to ask people to forgive you, if it's hard to admit you were wrong, if when you're offended at people, you sweep it under the rug and you don't deal with these things, there's an area that needs to be healed. If these, there's an area, why? Because true authority, not little authority, true authority requires greater responsibility. And to whom much is given, much is required. And the level of authority God's trying to take you from here to the next requires a greater level of dependency, a greater level of humility, and a greater level of transparency between you and God and you and your earthly leader. That's what God's trying to bring. I'm out of time. Romans 8.21 says that all of creation, creation shall be delivered from this slavery spirit, this bondage, and it's on all people. And yes, it's on more people of color, but it's in every nation, black and white and yellow. They want slavery. North Korea, South Korea, Indonesia, they, they want slavery. They want slavery in parts of Africa. They're attacking Christians, slavery. God said, I will deliver by the power of the Holy Ghost. I would, how, how, how can I deliver this bondage and this corruption? I'm going to lose glory. And with glory, one man can change a whole nation. Ask Moses, one man and a stick overturned a whole nation. Because you can't fight the glory. One man, Joshua, led a nation. He had that encounter, then he, then he led the people. But it was one encounter. Esther can change a world. You understand, if God is with you, you're not the minority. You are the majority. We don't feel like that, but that's the truth. Creation itself will be delivered from the bondage of corruption where Satan has transferred, Baal has lifted up in every circle, every sphere, the church, family, education, arts, entertainment, media, government. He's lifted up. He's trying to own it, but it's not his. It belongs to God. What will God do? He'll raise up a son or daughter. He'll raise up men and women of God that have been processed, that have been developed, that have died to themselves, and they're willing to live to Christ. The creature will be delivered, creation will be delivered from slavery through corrupted leadership into glory, the glory of God that brings freedom through God's sons and daughters. That's you. Lord, I pray over each under the sound of my voice those watching, those men and women that are leaders, 
that are kingdom men, kingdom women. I speak over your life now. That as I pray over my life, God, finish the work you started in me. Even to the day of finish the work. Heal my mind and my heart and my attitude and my motives. Get everything out of us that needs to go so that you can raise us up and no one will get the glory but you. So that God, you raise up men and women and we don't shame you. We don't break our covenants. We don't wound our family. We don't bring shame to your name. Oh, over and over, you've lifted men. For I heard this morning you said you are our shield. You are our glory and you are the lifter of our head. Put it up, Psalms 3, verse 3. You are our shield. You are our glory. But thou, O Lord, are a shield. You are my glory and you are the lifter of my head. I need you to pray now. God is going to lift up heads in the midst of your enemies. God is going to raise men. But when he raises you, will you be faithful? Will you worship more? Will you fast more? Will you be more accountable to your leaders? Or will you run off and do it your own way? This is the test. No one can lift like God can lift. And when God lifts, no man will bring it low. But after one lifting, there's another, there's another. Will you and I be faithful? Will we be we more hungry? Or will we get to the palace and say, I've arrived. No more fasting for me. No more praying, no more altar, no more seeking God, no more reading the Bible. I've already made it. The devil is a liar. You don't make it till you see his face and you're in the glory. And when you're done with this life, then you know you've arrived. But as long as there's breath in your body, you're going from glory to glory to glory to glory. An ode to those who have been risen. We pray, we honor those who've done good work, but we pray that we would not fail God, that we would not be an echo Many that are in, in heads and leadership roles that used to feed us years ago are now echoes. God, I pray over these men, we would not be echoes, but we would be men and women who hear your voice. We would no longer be a shadow of you, but we would reflect your glory. And that as you lift these men and raise them, these women, let them bear your witness. And the more you lift us, the more we worship you. The more you lift us, the more we fast and pray. The more you lift us, the more we consecrate to you. The more you lift us, the more countable. See, this is the exact opposite of the world. When we get lifted, we don't need anybody. When we make it, we, we've arrived, so we're independent. But in the kingdom, it's like going up in an airplane. The higher you go, the less the air is up there. So the higher you go, the more dependent you become. And the higher you go, the less room there is for error. And the higher you go, the more you need to stay on your face. Why? Because where God's taking you, he He's never taken anybody before. So I pray right now in the name of Jesus, you be the lifter of their heads. You be our shield and you be our glory. I ask for this now and I pray it according to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen and amen. We are excited about the word. If you were blessed today, please be sure to share the podcast and like the podcast. We believe there is a kingdom assignment you are on. You are on a journey. I am on a journey. I'm moving to destiny or destinations. And the destiny of God is good. It's God. It's mighty. We're going to see great things in this season. So God bless you. I'm praying over all of you watching. Brother Ray, Sister Mary, Brother Wes, thank you for being with us. Again, Prophet Lawrence, so good to see you. Uh, we're praying that God would loose blessing and favor and miracles over you and your household. Lydia, welcome. Thank you for being here. All of you listening, 
I'm going to ask you, if you were encouraged by the word, make sure to share the podcast, like the podcast, subscribe to our Facebook and our YouTube, hit the alert button so you can be notified so we can increase the algorithm. But I believe God is going to release grace over you. I'm praying over that according to the word of God. God bless you listening to our charisma podcast. And we're praying that God increase. If this minister to you, make sure you share that. Make sure you let somebody know you were blessed in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.